0: Well, good morning, everybody. My next installment of Business Banter, I have Matt Blackburn, the infamous Matt Blackburn from Aurora. Now, is it Aurora Technologies or just Aurora? What's the uh, it's Aurora. Just Aurora. Or Innovation. Okay, yeah. Aurora Innovation. Great. So, Matt, let's start out as I normally do, give a little background on yourself and your quick uh, life story up until
1: this point. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Taylor. I appreciate this. So, my name is Matt Blackburn. I uh, manage government relations at Aurora. Uh, I handle a lot of our state policy, particularly on the East Coast and here in Pennsylvania. My background is I spent 15 years working in the U.S. House, in the U.S. Senate, most recently for Senator Pat Toomey, but prior to that, other senators uh, and other congressmen. I spent a good deal of my time on Capitol Hill, and, and we moved to, back to Pittsburgh about 12 years ago. And I handled the uh, state operations for Senator Toomey at that point, and so. Most of my background is in actually is in federal policy, but my job at Aurora really focuses on state policy. So it's been it's been fun because it's a totally different kind of challenge for me. And it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've been there maybe almost a little over a year and a half, almost close to two years, I guess, by this point. So we live in Oakmont. Uh, My wife and I live in Oakmont and we have three uh, three children.
0: That's great. Keeps you busy. I know keeps you busy. Well, That's tell us a little sure. bit more about Aurora. So obviously in a very growing field industry, you know, sort of really exciting, I think for Pittsburgh, you know, uh, you know, one of these sneaky companies that a lot of people I don't think in the area have heard about or know about yeah. necessarily, but uh, you know, certainly exciting for, for, for me to hear what you're up to and you know what it means to Pittsburgh and, and nationally. Right. Cause I think you just yeah. spoke at one of my lunches and, you know, you're not just here in Pittsburgh, your tentacles are all over the country. So why don't you talk a little bit about, about the company and what you're up to?
1: Sure. Well, so Aurora was founded here in Pittsburgh in 2017 by three, three individuals, uh, two of whom were from CMU. So it's, you know, again, we're another one of these companies that have grown out of the, the CMU world, uh, which is, you know, a great credit, I think, to Pittsburgh. But we're a self-driving vehicle company and uh, we're doing class eight trucks and passenger vehicles. So we have partners with all the big OEMs, Toyota, Volvo, PACCAR, but really what we're, what we're doing is delivering the benefits of self-driving technology safely, quickly, and broadly. And we use those terms in that order for a reason you know, if what we're doing isn't making the roads safer, then there's probably no reason to actually do it, right? I mean, safety has to be at the core of what we're doing. But the other part of, of quickly is, you know, I had mentioned this the other day uh, at, at your lunch, uh, Taylor, was uh, the idea of, of this happening quickly, because 43,000 people a year die on our roads and highways, That's 43,000 people. We kind of gloss over that number sometimes. We kind of forget about it. But the sooner we get this technology on the road and the sooner we remove the most dangerous part of a vehicle, which is the human driver, the safer all of our roads will be. And we say broadly, it has to be more than just a vanity project, right? It has to be larger than just um, how we move people, but it's also how we move goods. And that gets into a topic that a lot of people are interested in today, which is a supply chain issue. Right. Being able to move goods and services across this country faster, and more efficiently is one of the key ways that we're going to get out of this supply chain mess that we're in right now. And we think we can help do that.
0: And I probably should have asked you at our lunch, like how far away is Aurora from, I don't know, what would you say, perfecting the
1: technology or having it be more mainstream, I should say? Sure. Well, I think what you're going to see with companies like Aurora and other companies as well is you'll see this you, You'll see this in Texas right now, right? So we're running, I think last time I checked, 16 routes between Dallas and Houston. And we're running those routes for FedEx and we're running them for other partners, Warner and other large companies. But what we're doing is we're running those routes autonomously. Now, we still have a driver in the front of the vehicle, but our plan is to pull that driver and then those routes will be done entirely autonomously. Right. And so that's, so what, what you're going to see is this technology, I think probably by 2024, you're going to start to see this happening in Texas. Part of the reason for Texas, of course, is the regulatory environment is such that the regular, you know, it's, it's much easier to operate in Texas, but it's also the weather is much more stable and it's you know, the roads are, They're flat. But really, the I-45 corridor is an enormous corridor for moving freight. And so that's a big part of what we're what we're doing. And so, yeah, it's it's coming a lot sooner than I think most people um, might think. And if you you know, if you're downtown Pittsburgh, you see our vehicles driving around all the time. Right. Or some of the other companies in Pittsburgh. You know, people don't realize that Pittsburgh actually invented self-driving technology. Right. This was actually invented here in Pittsburgh. And so if you're sitting at Kellyo's diner downtown uh, in the Strip, or if you're at, uh, you know, walking around in the Strip, you'll see these vehicles driving around. You, you will see our Siennas, or you'll see other companies. I think Argo has a Ford vehicles that you'll see driving around. And so I think for a lot of people who are downtown Pittsburgh, particularly in the Strip, they get a little more accustomed to this because they see it every day, right? But for a lot of America, it becomes a little bit more distant. And so uh, I think Pittsburghers you know, we have like a front row seat to this kind of revolution of, mm-hmm. of how we're going to move people and goods. So not, not talking about your
0: competitors too much, Burke, but are they, uh, were they also CMU spin outs as well? Same, same people, it seems like they did all, a lot of this came out at the same time. Were they same? Pay- yeah, and, I, think, department- I think
1: some of our competitors may have, I think one of them had come from the University of Pittsburgh, but I think a lot of the talent is all, a lot of the talent comes from CMU, rather, whether it's from the founders or it's from, the employees. Uh, I mean, we've got 1,700 employees nationwide. We've got a large presence in Texas and in Mountain View, California, along with some other smaller offices throughout the state, uh, throughout the country. We have a large presence actually in Bozeman, Montana, where we make the LIDAR that goes on the top of the vehicles. And so, but more than half of those employees are actually here in Pittsburgh. So we've, um, you know, we're, we're become a very large footprint, I think, in uh, in the Strip District of Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, for Pittsburgh, I mean, seventeen hundred employees is a decent sized company. I think these yeah,
1: yeah, it funny. is, and it's um, in and, and these are really interesting jobs. I mean, there people come from all over the country to work at these companies and to work at our company, and so it's a it's a it's a neat experience to be kind of on the ground floor of this emerging industry.
0: And before we go on to the next topic about the education thing, why don't you talk going back to the supply chain thing, but we were talking for a few minutes about, you know, the other big thing is the silver tsunami that's going to hit this country with the retirement of baby boomers. But why don't you just talk for a few minutes? You know, we were talking about the, you know, what that means to the trucking. And I think a lot of us forget how important trucking is and how, you know, those trucks that come at three o'clock in the morning to, you know, resupply all the, you know, grocery stores and retail and people just take it for granted that, that happens and it's, it's yeah. not necessarily that case. So why don't you talk to that for a few minutes and then we'll talk about the, the final topic.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, I think everyone in this country has experienced uh, and Pittsburgh is, is certainly not left out of that. We've experienced the supply chain disruptions, right? I mean, it's the average truck driver, I think in this country is in his, is his or her early fifties. Um, that is, that's, That's a graying population, right, of of a graying occupation, I should say. And so, you know, we say all the time, if you're a truck driver in the United States right now, depending how, doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to retire as a truck driver. The the need is there. The the demand is there. What companies like Aurora want to do is supplement that, right? There are dangerous routes. There are long routes between, say, Dallas and Houston or Houston and El Paso. Those are are routes that are very, very busy. They're very congested. Uh, our technology does not drive impaired. It does not fall asleep at the road. It doesn't have to stop every eight hours for rest. So what we can do is really supplement this supply chain. And I think it will make an enormous difference. The other thing it does too, and we talk a lot, I talk to farmers about this all the time, right? To move particularly goods, uh, perishable goods from California to Texas. Right now it's about three days right? Because you've got federally required stops that truck drivers have to make. If you can do that trip in a day and a half or a day, you know, the value proposition for customers and for the farmers selling their produce becomes, you know, an incredible, incredible opportunity. So we see this as a great way to kind of supplement the existing, the existing market.
0: And just as a side thing too, you said that, you know, the people, there's not a lot of people wanting to get into being a truck driver yeah, the next generation, because what I think you told me they're on the road, roughly 300 days. Right? 300
1: days a year. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really, really tough. I talk to truck drivers all the time and they say, you know, I did it for two years, but that was it. I mean, you've got it, it can be a very sedentary lifestyle. Right. I mean, you're, you're stuck behind a wheel all day long, but you're also you're away from your family. And I don't think a lot of people want to be away from home 300 days a year. What a lot of truck drivers want to do is is shorter haul routes, right? They want to be able to be home in the evenings, right? Which is why you get a lot of folks who are transitioning into different routes. Maybe they're away for three days or one day, right? That's a better dynamic than being on the road three hundred days a year. That's that's a lot. And so that's where our technology can come in. And what we're really talking about then is like how we improve quality of life for individuals who um, you know, who want to do this job. And there's lots of people who want to do this job. But I it, it becomes very, very difficult when you have a family, or if you want to, I mean, if you want to do anything other than be driving a truck, right, if you're doing it 300 days a year, that's that becomes your life. Yeah, great point. All right, yeah, well, let's say hard job. It's a yeah. Very hard job.
0: Let's segue into the final thing here, talking about your your initiative that I know you're very passionate about in terms yeah. of getting the next generation to uh, get educated in the to get the new jobs that are available in the autonomous world. So why don't you talk a little bit about
1: that? Sure. Well, we launched a program with Pittsburgh Technical College uh, about maybe about a month ago. The first class meets in October, actually, just in about a week and a half from now. And what this really is, it's an 18-month associate's degree program to really train the AV technicians of the future. So this has been kind of a labor of love for us for a while. We've been kind of looking out as a lot of robotics companies look out, and say, hey, what does the next two years, what's the next four years look like? What are the needs that we have in our workforce? And one of the needs really is this kind of service engineer technician role. So these are the individuals who, you know, who build the uh, sensor racks on top of the vehicle. They're the people who troubleshoot. They're the folks who. are, This is the hands-on people who are building this product every day. So we developed this program with PTC. It's an Associates in Science and Robotics Autonomous Engineering Technology, and we're hoping to get a lot of students in this from this program. Right. I mean, it, in many ways, it, it kind of it's. it it kind of fulfills that blue collar background that, that Pittsburgh is so, so known for. Right. But also it gives you an incredible opportunity to enter this, to this space and then grow in those companies. I spent a lot of time talking to the people at at our company now who currently do this job. And and a lot of them come from the automotive world, right? They came from Toyota. They came from, you know, the large OEMs, the large car manufacturers. And they'll say, I'll say, well, what, what is it that you wish you would have had in this, you know, over the last two years in your career? What would have been helpful? And a lot of them will say, listen, I just didn't have enough of the digital background, right? And because this, this job really connects the digital and the physical. These are folks who can take a car apart and rebuild it with their eyes closed. But unless you've got a little bit of background in computer science and on the digital side, you know, there becomes a little bit of a disconnect. So this program, I think we were looking to kind of bridge the gap a little bit there. And, you know, the feedback we've got so far has been, has been fantastic. And so... We've got the first class that's going to launch on October 11th. So if any listeners are, are interested in this program, reach out to PTC and uh, and see if this program is right for you or or your children. But it's a, I think it's it's a first of its kind. i have not I'm not aware of any of these programs existing anywhere else in the country. Um, and so I think it's a huge opportunity for Pittsburgh to, to again lead in this space. But also say, if you're interested in getting into the autonomous robotic space, you don't necessarily have to have a four-year degree you know, here's an opportunity to do it in an 18 month degree. And then maybe you stack it, right? Maybe after a few years, you go back to school and get your four year degree. Maybe you get your master's degree. Maybe you go on to get a PhD. All those things are possible. But this is the kind of foundational point that we see as really critical to move this industry and scale this industry.
0: So are you very focused in terms of, uh, are these Seniors in high school, juniors in high school. So is this more of what what they're looking to do instead of going to college? So like your first class here is this uh, people who have already graduated from high school and they're, you know, where are they? What age bracket are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, I, I would say most of them are, are folks that are going to be coming out of high school. And this program will start three times a year. And so, we, you know, this is just the first, the first class will start in October. So I think, you know, most of the students that I've talked to so far are, are coming out of high school. Maybe they're coming out of a technical high school. Or maybe they're, and then I think we're also going to see some individuals who, it's a career change, right? And maybe they've been working at a car dealership and, um, you, know, as, as, you know, as a technician, you know, or they've been doing, you know, been working in the automotive space. And they say, I really want to, I really want to increase my skills. And I really want to get into something that is more of a mission. You know, I mean, we say all the time that there's lots of jobs you can have, but you want to find a mission, right. And trying to make roads safer for people, I think is a pretty good mission that can get people excited. And so that to me um, is, is really, I think the kind of individuals we're looking for here is people that are really mission driven and say hey I want to make my community safer I want to make my country safer and here's an opportunity to uh, to do that and so I think we'll get all different types of students but I suspect a lot of them would be will be out of high school yeah great well good luck with
0: that I think that's that's fantastic you know yeah. and again, spending more time on the uh, maybe non-traditional path than the traditional path which seems to be where the jobs of the future are going to be so yep. thank you for your time. Really appreciate it, Matt. And again, for that, where do they, is there a website they can go to? I know you threw out the name of the school, but uh, is there
1: a website? Yeah, if they go to, a, let me say, I think it's ptc. uh, well, I should know this now, ptc.org, I believe. Um, or maybe I'm giving the wrong one here. Pittsburgh, if they just Google Pittsburgh Technical College, um, they will find the program. And it's uh, there's a splash page that'll show um, uh, the the program that we're we're talking about here. Okay. And so they can they can register uh, up until the 11th of October. Sounds great.
0: Well, thanks so much for your time again. Hope you get get you a few students there.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks, Taylor.
0: Thank you.